during his earthly ministry, Jesus used parables to teach people lessons or to introduce them to the kingdom of God. Parables are basically stories about real-life scenarios that contain a message. Now one such parable, as a lot of us would know, is the parable of the talents. Now this is described in Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 to 30. For want of time I won't read that parable as it is quoted in the Gospel. Instead, I will paraphrase it in this way. A master was set to travel to distant lands. But before his trip, he called three of his servants and gave them each talents according to their abilities. To the first servant, he gave five talents. To the second, two. And to the third, he gave one. Then he went on his journey. The first two servants went and put their talents to work, while the last one dug a hole in the ground and hid what he had received. When the master came back, he asked the servants what became of the talents that he gave them. The first one replied that he had gained five more talents from what the master had given him. The second servant also earned two talents from the initial two talents that he had. When the third servant came forward, he told his master what he did, claiming that he did it out of fear. Obviously, the master was happy with the first two servants, and as a reward for what they did, he put them in charge of more things, invited them to share in his happiness. As for the third servant, he took the talent from him and banished him from his house. The parable concluded with Jesus saying that those who have, who have will be given more, while those who have nothing or do not use what they have, everything will be taken away from them. Now like any parable, this seems like an ordinary story about a master and his servants. The master, as most of you would have recognized by now, is Jesus. He talks about going on a journey, which clearly is a reference to his forthcoming return to his father's sight. His return, obviously, refers to his second coming. So there is a time when he said, I am going, and I am leaving with you some talents, but I shall come back. The servants are you and me. Now Jesus has entrusted each of us with skills, with abilities, with talents of different types. Not all of us are given the same skill, ability or talent. But what we need to remember is that Jesus will demand from us an account of what we have done with the talent or the talents that he has given us. Did we use it profitably? Did we multiply it? Or have we buried it? But again, this parable is not about masters or servants. 
There is a message. And what is that message that Jesus wants to tell us through this parable this evening? Number one, in everything we do, seek to glorify God. In everything we do, seek to glorify God. You see, the faithfulness of the first two servants indicates that whether their master was going to be there or not, they were going to use the talents that they had been given profitably. They did not say, okay, the master has gone on a long journey, let's just enjoy life. And uh, well, it's going to take some time, the master does go on such journeys, he'll probably take a few years to come back. So maybe about five years later, I will use my talent. They did not say that. They said, we have been given talents. Let's use it. Let's multiply it. Let's give glory to God through the use of the talents that he has placed within us. Even if he wasn't physically present with them, these two servants used their God-given talents to do what the Master wanted them to do. And the same goes for us. In everything we do, we need to glorify God. It's not about us. Those talents are not about us. We need to glorify God. We need to use the talents that God has given us and all of us have one talent or the other. Because to some, one is given. To some, two are given. To some, five are given. We must use what He has given us according to His purpose. Now don't showcase your talents to show off to those around you, but rather to glorify God. So number one, in everything we do, seek to glorify God. Number two, recognize your God-given talent or talents. Recognize them. Just as the servants were given diverse talents, you and I have been given different talents too. Some of us, as you have seen, have a talent for singing. Some others have a talent for acting. Maybe you and I don't have talents for singing or acting, but we have other talents. Maybe we have the talents to administer something. Maybe we have the talent to organize a chaotic situation into something organized. Maybe we have a talent for hospitality and we know how to make people comfortable. Maybe we have a talent for bringing people together and bringing out the talents in them. Each of us has one talent or the other. It is up to you and to me to identify this talent. Recognize the talent or the talents that is in you. So very often, we hear this one, I, I can't do anything. I don't have any talent. I can't sing. 
I can't act, I can't preach, I can't move chairs around, I can't usher little people to their places, I can't teach little children, I can't go and minister the word of God, I can't. It's not a word you and I should use. Because when God puts something into you, He also put the words, I can, into you. And so you and I can, but we need to identify that talent which is there in us. And when you identify it, recognize that it is to be used for God's glory. It's not about your name, it's not about your faith. And as I just stood at the back, listening to the beautiful song said by some, some I understood, some I didn't. As I saw the acting that was going on here, it just confirmed something to me that I have felt for the last many, many years. And that is, in this church, there is more talent in the pews than in the pulpit. But it shouldn't remain there. You've got to recognize it. You've got to know what your talents are. Because those are the talents that God has given to you. Not to bury, but to use, to multiply, so that God's name is glorified. Number three. And I'm sure we like this. God shall reward you for how you use your talents. In the parable, the master rewarded the first two servants, but punished the last one. The same is true for us too. We get rewarded by God for the good things we do and punished for every bad action. Everything that we have omitted to do, we are going to face judgment for that. Your skills, your talents, your ability have been given to you for a purpose. Do not, please, do not bury it. Build on it, develop it, nurture it, fine-tune it. I used to wonder, how could I ever stand in front of a knowledgeable church crowd and preach the word of God? Because there are more people in the pew who know more about the Bible than I do. But then when I look back, my talent for speaking came to me when I was a little child. I was a stammerer. I used to stammer like anything. You don't recognize that stammer, do you? In me. But then a teacher came up to me and said, you need to get on stage and be a debater. I said, are you crazy? I can't even speak one line properly. He said, no. So from school, from the, from the, the, the class of uh, grade five, I started debating. I, was a, I became a debater. Elocution contests, debates, presentations, all this started when I was in school and then I went into college and the same thing continued into college and then I chose to become a lecturer and I started lecturing and it was after that that I came to the church to stand at the pulpit 
But you see, during this time, God was fine-tuning my ability to talk. He allowed me to develop it, to nurture it. And there are many of you here who can do that. Don't bury your talent. God is the one who rewards. Because at the end of time, the word we want to hear is this. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. It's not the praises of men that we look for. It is the reward from God. Let me end with this quote from John Bunyan, author of the famous book, The Pilgrim's Progress. If my life is fruitless, it doesn't matter how many men praise me. And if my life is fruitful, it doesn't matter how many men criticize me. Because you are recognized in the kingdom of heaven by your fruit. Not by the volume of the praises of men. This evening, all I would say is this, we all have talents and we have seen a lot of it up here on stage. We're going to see more in months to come. And on behalf of the pastoral team and the church council, leadership of the Bread of Life, I would like to acknowledge and thank every one of you who was on stage this evening, joyously singing, acting, showcasing your God-given talents, skills, and abilities. You have been fruitful for the Lord, and may God richly reward you for your commitment. May God, may God give you the wisdom to develop your talents even more. And may God bless you all. Praise the Lord. Without adding on to what Pastor have said, as I sat down there, when the skit and the song was going on, what came to my mind exactly what Pastor have just mentioned. That what a gift. I hope you are able to recognize your own God-given talent. Then why are you still hiding? God needs you. God needs what? He needs you. Brethren, the question you have to ask yourself continuously, God, you have given me this talent. You have given me this gift. What is stopping me from using this gift for you? Turn with me to 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good steward of manifold grace of God. If you have not used your gift, your God-given gift, 